And we are back again with the third episode of Who is the Greatest President of the United States. Three matchups, one episode, because we can. First up on our list, Bush versus Bush Jr. Our first matchup, Bush Sr. versus Bush Jr. We play a lot of Spark Chess too. And by the way, chess players who play online, stop cheating. That's foul. That's a no-go. Spark Chess is not paying us to say this, by the way. Now let's take a look at their first week. Now, President Bush Sr., right off the bat, really didn't do that much his first week. Whereas compared to President Bush Jr., right off the bat, January 22nd, Bush reinstates the ban on eight international groups performing in abortions. We're just setting up for some hashtag cook this. Seems like George Bush Jr. actually got that nod. Albeit it's not a really good nod because of the reason, you know, what he was doing. But George Bush Sr. really didn't do anything. It's actually nothing. Neither of them really did nothing their first week. But like I said, because George Bush Jr. did actually sign that ban and reinstate that ban, he actually gets the nod. During Bush Sr.'s term as president, he actually made only $200,000. That's actually a fact because that's a salary per president at the time. Whereas Bush Jr. actually made $400,000 per year per president. And then he has the $50,000 bonus. I guess you can call it a bonus, whatever you want to call it. As did Bush Sr. So, in any event... The winner of that one, who made more per year, because it was a set salary, would have to actually go to Bush Sr. That last round actually goes to Bush Sr. Now, let's take a look at their debt and see who actually accumulated more debt in their time in office. I bet you I know who wins this one. Bush Sr. actually racked up just over $1 trillion, which is nothing if you double it, because in Bush Jr.'s eight years, he racked over... Just over $3 trillion. We're about to look at that right now. Georgie Jr. racked up a 57% increase, which brings the national deficit to just over $3 trillion. Leaving the national debt to $5.85 trillion. Bush Sr. jumps ahead with two points, leaving Bush Jr. behind with only one point. Now we're going to jump in right now to our next category. George Bush Sr. is only at four years recorded of taking 220 vacation days, whereas George Bush Jr. in eight years has 10, excuse me, 1,020. So Bush Jr. has 800 more vacation days than Bush Sr. Bush Sr. with his 220, even if you double that, is only 440 vacation days compared to... Bush Jr.'s 1,020. That is a ridiculously high amount. In fact, I believe I could be mistaken. As of this time, I believe Bush Jr. actually has more vacation time than Barack Obama and Bush Sr. combined. With no further ado, George Bush Sr. obviously has this one. And George Bush Jr., obviously, if he wins the next round, he will only be at two compared to George Bush Sr.'s three. So it's safe to say we're not even going to go through this one. Then the next round, we're actually going to show you some of the things. And by the way, in case you were wondering, George Bush Jr. horribly failed the next round and gave George Bush Sr. Technically a 4-1 advantage, but we're just going to leave it at 3-1 to one because we didn't even touch 
um, the last round. Okay, let's be honest. After the facts, President George Bush Jr. is the absolute all-time worst president until political this can find out otherwise. But the winner and who advances to round two would be George Bush Sr. Just saying, he wasn't the angel of presidents, but George Bush Jr., his son, actually makes him look like an angel in the White House during his term. Next up, my all-time personal favorite, because he's from Long Island himself, Theodore Roosevelt versus Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Here's a fun fact, Theodore Roosevelt on his first term was never actually voted into office, office after he was actually vice president for the president who preceded him who actually died while in office. Let's take a look at what each president did in office their first week. President Theodore Roosevelt was actually inaugurated September 14th, and he didn't do anything actually until November 18th, well after two months after his inauguration. President Theodore Roosevelt right off the bat is not doing that good. Let's take a look at President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Actually announced the Roosevelt and O'Connor law firm. The entire first week actually, he also reformed the entire banking system of the United States. So, with that said, FDR starts off with one and Theodore Roosevelt with zero. Let's move to the next category. Here is some math right here that's actually gonna blow your mind. Theodore Roosevelt, when he was president of the United States in 1901, get ready for this. He made a staggering $50,000, which is equivalent to $1,521,000, just over that in 2020. Now, Franklin Delano Roosevelt actually made more, what seemed more at that time, at $75,000. But it is, in 1933, equivalent to $1,492,000, just over that in the year 2020. So, with that said, FDR goes... 2 and 0 against Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt is not looking good right now. Now, let's move on to the next round, which I have a feeling this is also going to be another shutout. Look at the amount of years that FDR was actually president of the United States compared to Theodore Roosevelt. Franklin Delano Roosevelt has had a lot of things on his hands, from World War II to just so many other things. And then Theodore Roosevelt, not to take anything away from him, he has done a lot as president, but nothing compared to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, which, like I said, he had World War II to actually compete with and a lot of other freaking things on his mind compared to that. I'm not going to get all into all those subjects. It's a different subject for another day. Trust me, we'll have a video. But the winner by a landslide 3-0 is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Well, Lincoln Kennedy, to get started, you guys have to understand. For those of you guys who are actually a lot younger, there's actually a lot of similarities between Abraham Lincoln and John, excuse me, between President Lincoln and President Kennedy. We're about to get to these similarities right now. Abraham Lincoln elected to Congress, 1846. John F. Kennedy, 1946. Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, elect, 1860. John F. Kennedy, 1960. 
Both presidents lost a child while in the White House. Both were shot in the head on a Friday in front of their wives. Abraham Lincoln's secretary was named John, not Kennedy, despite what everybody else thinks. JFK's secretary was named Lincoln. Both had vice presidents named Johnson. Both vice president Johnsons took off after assassination. Andrew Johnson, born 1808. Lyndon B. Johnson, born 1908. John Wilkes Booth, born 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald, born 1939. Booth ran from a theater to a warehouse. Oswell ran from a warehouse to a theater. Abraham Lincoln killed in a Ford theater. Jan John F. Kennedy killed in a Ford Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln died at age 56, and John F. Kennedy actually died at age 46. There's a lot more rumors and coincidences, but we're only focused on the ones that we can actually prove and facts about. There you go. Wait, that only took me like two takes to do. I could have done it again in a heartbeat. Now, let's get down to the hardcore meat and bones of this and figure out once and for all who is the better president, excuse me, the greater president, President Kennedy or President Lincoln. He is the only president in the United States to hold a patent, patent 6469, the inflation of air chambers at the bottom of boats. He also established the Department of Agriculture, signed May 15, 1862. He has the Morrill Land Grant from Justin Smith Morrill, which actually established many universities. He also created what is known to be now as the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. He has a Homestead Act allowing uh, the poor to actually own land as well. The Gettysburg Address of November 19th, 1863, four score and seven years ago. Remember that one? Side note. Lincoln actually stood at six foot four inches tall. The freedom of the slaves to actually win the election and gain his supporters. Emancipation Proclamation, January 1st, 1863, which actually set up the freedom of the slaves. Also in 1863, President Lincoln also established the National Banking Act. He won the Civil War as well. According to Frank Williams, the author of Judge and Lincoln, when Lincoln was an attorney, he claims over 5,000 cases as a lawyer in Springfield, allegedly, and over 333 appeals in the Illinois Supreme Court. John F. Kennedy established the Peace Corps in March of 1961, 59 years ago this month, actually, 1941 to 1945, served in the U.S. Navy. His highest rank was lieutenant, his unit, the Motor Torpedo Squadron II. He actually got a Purple Heart and served in World War II. Kennedy's father knew William Randolph first. JFK became correspondent for Hearst Herald. That's actually a side note. He attempted the invasion of Cuba, which led to the Bay of Pigs incident in April of 1961. August 5, 1963, the U.S.-Soviet Union agreed to nuclear test ban treaty. 1963, U.S.-backed coup overthrows the government in Vietnam. While both men used underhanded tactics to actually win their presidency for the United States, the winner of round one, and finally moves down to round two, is Abraham Lincoln, the one and only. Not so honest. Anyway, I'm glad you guys actually stuck it out till the end. I'm so happy you guys actually were watching. Now, stick around because this is what's coming up in our next episode, episode four.